there are wars going on. I so guess. it's not it's not the war itself and the devastation. It's airport delays and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah, and I want to be going and getting delayed in in Latvia. That's long. Who knows what their duty free is like? <laughs> very hard. Adam. Very early. I really enjoyed Adam sneaking in, hitting record as he started to make that comment. <laughs> he saw where it was going. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Long Snapper podcast. We are here to bring you our review of the Super Bowl, um, except it's been over a month. Um, it might be a month. I don't know how long it's been. It's been ages. Um, I'm <laughs> Adam, as slick as ever. <laughs> um, you can hear Rich chuckling away. Hi, Rich. All right, mate. Um, Craig is certainly chuckling too. Hi, Craig. What's up? Um, Pat is here. Hi, Pat. Evening. How's it going? Um, yeah, good. Mark might be here um, if he finishes his roast dinner. Um, that is apparently delayed, um, but we're not prepared to wait for him. Simple as that. Um, how are we, gents? I mean, we did sort of plan to do this just after the Super Bowl, and we'd have probably talked about the game in in some detail. I don't know. Um, I've forgotten what happened in the game. Does anyone yeah. remember who won? I genuinely don't remember almost all of it anymore. I know that Don't Matt Stafford has a Super Bowl ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the. Yeah, that's probably all we need to say, really, isn't it? Um, I, if you haven't, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if listening to a podcast review the Super Bowl is your thing and that's what you want, there are hundreds of them out there that have done it if you want to go back and listen <laughs> to them. You'll have already done at least four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what you definitely don't want is review of a game a month after it happened. <laughs> By Not people that can barely remember it. <laughs> A review of the biggest game of the season a month after it happened. <laughs> it's very on brand for us not to do it as well. Straight up, hundred uh, percent. A random game in week five, we'd argue about for half an hour. Super Bowl? Nah, nah. Maybe review the breakfast on the Monday morning. We could talk yeah. about that now. I... Shocking, shocking hosting. <laughs> you should Any... be. Ashamed. I am I am ashamed. For anyone not aware, um, these guys all came to mind to watch the Super Bowl. And rather than cook everyone breakfast, I thought I'm going to save myself a bit of time, effort and washing up and take us all to a cafe around the corner. Yeah, um, fucking big bollocks. I'll treat everyone to breakfast. Yeah. I mean, I, I treated everybody who wanted it to breakfast. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very tasty. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed mine, but they the avocados on toast weren't avocado-y enough for you, Craig. So I, I, sorry, that's all I can say. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good fun. It was nice to actually get together, which is all too rare, um, for various reasons. But yeah, it was, it was it was good fun, and there were there was a game, but you've that's that's a long time ago. What we are really here for, finally. Craig, you've run out of excuses, um, assuming what there were before were excuses. There were definitely one or two. Ofsted, I think, was one. It was yeah. elaborate. <laughs> How did that go? You all good? Uh, well, I'm still waiting on the report. Hopefully it comes on Tuesday. What they said on the day was all right. So 
providing they uh, the report says what they said on the day, we're laughing. But until it comes, I uh, I won't I won't count my chickens. Okay, well thing, fingers crossed for you. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be all good. Um, what I'm not sure will be all good is this quiz. Um, bring it to us. Oh, I'll be honest. I've made an executive decision. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the local cafe to write it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I I, I kind of felt like I I I got a, a very pretty fucking sick quiz with a pretty unique idea. And do I want to waste it six weeks after the Super Bowl when half the people <laughs> usually listen? Well, listen. So the answer is no. Um, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. I have got. I have got a backup. It's less good. <laughs> We're playing Craig's under 18s quiz. <laughs> but, but League will, Cup will... first round quiz. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. This is this is the Carabao Cup. Um, uh, but it's still it's still going to be good fun. Um, what you will need to do though. Because <laughs> obviously, as a listener, you want admin <laughs> <laughs> to, to play along. Check the Twitter feed, uh, and all your visual clue cues will be there. Edit. A more professional podcast would have mentioned what our Twitter feed is at this point. At Long Snap Pod, um, I really urge you to have a look at that, and you can see the pictures that will make this quiz make sense. Trust me, it's worth it. Back to Craig. This one really should be, uh, like, uh, some words would help. This one really should be Just use pictures. Draw something. <laughs> more answers. We should be checking who hasn't got it right rather than who has, right? You should get most of these. these this is all about the eye test. They're really, really quite easy. Uh, so, let's see. Round one, we'll have three rounds, depending on how long I feel like it's going. I might ever feel like shit. We'll move on really quickly. Uh, round, two, round two has... So, round one has three rounds. Round two has two rounds. Round three has one round. Nice and simple. So, to kick off, first question is for Rich. Rich, get your phone, check the group. Who is this? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And ten. Dan Marino. Nope. Oh, Rich, come on. Rich. It's before oh. my time. We're looking it up to the group. First one to answer. That's Chad Pennington. There we go. One for Adam. Nice and easy. This one, Pat, you get first dibs. I jumped in without saying my name, but you let it slide. So cool. It's I'll say my name next time. I, I, I'm, I'm less of a dick when you come to this. Well, <laughs> The first one in was fine. I didn't even have WhatsApp open by the time you gave the answer, so it's my own fault. Pat, who's that? Marcus Ware? No. Oh, dear. And we're opening it up. Rich. Who is it? Is it Hightower? It isn't. Oh, dear. Adam, I'll let you have a shot. He, I can't it... see, you can't see much of his face. I was going to say Vince Wilfork, but I'm not sure. Oh. The, the, uh, jersey, the jersey wasn't no. intended because the man is a physical specimen and I feel like you should be able to tell him through pads. That is uh, James Harrison at the... Oh, seriously? It is indeed. Oh, it's um, a Steelers uniform uh, immediately. Yeah. 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 
Uh, right, let's go, Adam. Here's a here's an easy one for you. Probably shouldn't have given Adam an easy one. Oh, that's that's Troy Polamalu. Indeed, Adam with two on the board. Pat and Rich still to score. Here's one for Rich. Uh, trying to do this as quickly as. Oh, so you're not doing a, not doing a snake then, Craig? Well, I thought. <laughs> I want, so I thought. <laughs> Rich, who is this? Another easy one. You said that, but you know. Uh, I'm gonna say prime time. It is indeed Dion Sanders. Pat, who is this? This this kind of quiz makes me nervous that there's going to be somebody obvious come up that I just won't get. So <laughs> I'm like bricking it at this point. Oh, I've just that... came. <laughs> You don't want to throw this one open. Yeah, it's possible <laughs> I might get this. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and it's open. Who is it? Adam. Adam, go for it. That's uh, that's Earl Campbell. Is indeed. All right, Adam. Adam, you're in with three points. Rich with one. Pat yet to score. Uh, and we are on Adam. Adam, who is this? make it a bit more difficult for him one little aspect that's just occurred to me is that russ and rich sorry russ and mark are in the group not on this call i have no idea what all these pictures are about good (laughs) agreed who is that that, well there's i can see two people uh it looks it looks like curtis martin um who's I assume that's who you want. Well, I'd probably give it away a bit early, didn't I? But yeah, <laughs> the point. Last round uh, for round one, and we will go. Oh, here we go. Right, don't. I don't even want to give this one now because Adam's taken a hefty lead. Rich, don't get. <laughs> don't get. <laughs> He's gonna love this. Who is that, Rich? Oh. I genuinely don't know. This is way before my time of watching the NFL, so I've got no idea. I mean, it's quite—it's quite a famous play. I'm going to buzz in as soon as I can. Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah. And it's open now. Adam. Oh, Pat's Pat, Pat must know this. I'm sure Pat knows this. He's shrugging. He's, yeah. I'm going to take that as a no. Go on then, Adam. Uh, that's that's oh. Frank Frank Wycheck. Um, throwing a backwards pass. Ah. <laughs> Oh, backing. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's give Pat. Who's this? Barry Sanders. Hey, Pat is on the board. Charity last, point, but I will take it. Last <laughs> round one. Rich, who is this? Am I getting Adam's turn as well? Just yeah, he's too far ahead. Point. Adam, even. Oh, Adam, who's that? Yeah, my bad. Uh, that's... I think it's Michael Irvin. Oh, it is not. Oh, Pat, no. Rich, I, Rich, I, I shouldn't bother to zoom in. Pat, 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 who is that? That's Brian. It oh, is. Damn it. Actually catching a football. Well, after round one, Adam is in the lead with five points. Pat with two, Rich with one. We're going to round two. And uh, who, making it a bit more difficult now, who is... Rich, who's this? Uh, I have 
no idea. If you if you're listening to this, so there's there's a piece of work <laughs> about we're going to have to get these pictures on the Twitter feed. Thin line uh, on yeah. a on feed. So I'm, I'm, play with we'll do we'll feed. do a long thread. So if you have the, the Twitter thread in front of you when you're listening, I should have done this at the start. <laughs> well, well, I said there'll be a bit of editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, no, I have no idea. Dennis, I, mean, I definitely said uh, that we would have all the pictures, all the visual aids, so you can play along. Um, you said that you said there's a big difference also between needs a bit of editing and gonna get a bit of editing. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, who is that? No idea. Now we are reducing the players' images to just their mouths. All about interest. <laughs> Open it up to Rich and Pat. Um, Rich and Pat, Adam and Pat. Pat. Go for it, Pat. Dak Prescott. Uh, no, I can see why he said that, but it is not Dak. I, Adam. I don't. I don't think it is. I'm gonna say Big Ben. It isn't. That is indeed. That is a. That's Travis Kelsey. I'm surprised. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Um, Pat, here's one for you. Who's that? Oh, I think I know this. He's got a very wide neck. Mike Glennon. No, no, I'm afraid not. I can see why I said it. I'll open it up to Adam and Rich. Who's next? Rich. Go for it, Rich. I think it might be Romo. It is not Romo, Adam. Oh, I think that is Alex Smith. Adam. Oh, fuck, of course it is. Alex Smith, indeed. Adam, this one's for you. Tricky one. Um, nothing's jumping out at me here. Uh, it's not. It's not a recognisable mouth. I don't know. We'll open it up to Rich and Pat. Pat, any guesses? Rich, any guesses? Pat. Pat. Cam Newton. No. No. Shout. Not thick enough, Rich. Uh, it's a little no beard. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Rich, oh, this, oh. Rich <laughs> this one's for you. Very gettable, very gettable, this one. Oh, it's Frank Gore. It is indeed. I Frank recognise that face anywhere. It's not changed. Well, I mean, is, is that Frank Gore age 22 or is that Frank <laughs> yeah. Gore age 38? No one will yes. ever know. Yes, it is. No one will ever know. Pat, here's one for you. Oh, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That is indeed the greatest beard in the NFL. And last one in round two. Adam, here's one for you. Uh, is that Ryan Tannehill? It isn't. Not Ryan Tannehill. Rich. Rich. Uh, go for it, Rich. Who is it? I think it's Eli Manning. It is the chinniest man in the NFL. Right. That is round <laughs> two. Adam. In the lead with six, Pat with three, Richard three. Okay. Uh, can't win, boys, but. <laughs> if we can add together to beat him, that's a moral victory. I count that. You can, you can. In fact, if one of you gets all of these right, then you're laughing. Rich, who is. Uh, this. Oh, come on. Uh, it's Tyree, isn't it? It is. 
Famous helmet catch. Funny name. I am ready to steal. Keith Miller. It is not. Open to the floor. Adam. Go on, Adam. It's Antonio Holmes. It is indeed. Winning the Super Bowl against Cardinals. And finally, just for shits and giggles, who is this? Adam. Uh, I love the way you've got a bit of marker across the nameplate there. Uh, That's, oh, I assume... It's Keelan Cole. It is indeed Keelan Cole with Venom. Fantastic. One-handed catch and Adam. That's a gorgeous catch. It is fantastic catch. One of my favourite catches. Uh, So, well done, mate. Play yourself some music. Do a bit of editing. Boom. (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good fun, that. I'll stick all the images on one thread to... I mean, there's no point in giving you information now because you would have already listened to the quiz, so <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, this, is, this is all flawless. Um, uh, if you, uh, hopefully you've gone to the trouble of look, uh, at looking at the Twitter thread, and that was good fun. I like the mouths. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you either see it or you don't, but you could be there... You could be there for hours potentially. <laughs> I'm so annoyed at the Alex Smith one because I recognise. I was like, totally recognise that that smile because it's the half smile thing that he does. And just it's a bit. It. You should yeah, be quite bit. annoyed about the Chad Pennington. I gave you a mate, softball. At the mate, no idea. Dolphins quarterback before my time. The only one I know is Dan Marino, and I knew it wasn't him, but I was going to guess it anyway. And he's he's not. Well, Dolphins quarterback since Dan Marino would be quite a long snapper quiz in them, by themselves, wouldn't it? <laughs> have been, there have been plenty. None yeah. have come close. <laughs> um, and Pennington was at the Jets. Well, that, was, that was his, his yes. team, really. Um, and, yeah, just... Uh, I mean, I'm, str- I'm struggling to name too many that had much success. <laughs> Probably Tannehill's in terms of longevity is the well, uh, most successful they've had since and he didn't do much there so yeah he was talented there but ruined by coaching and 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 an ACL uh, and <laughs> doesn't help it doesn't help um, yeah thanks for that Craig when when are we going to get the if that was the Carabao Cup when are we going to get the Champions League <laughs> so I'm thinking um, the week after the draft no, no. Um, well, we could either do a week after the draft or a week before opening. Why don't Why don't we put it in the diary and then we you could pick when you're on holiday or something. So then, <laughs> <laughs> I got another one, but it's very visual as well. So it's got. I might have to put it out on the Twitter the night before. Visual's good fun. We do, yeah, it's good to good to do something a bit different. Think laterally. You know, don't. Don't get bogged down by the rules of an audio podcast. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that Craig said this is visual and then started sending us WhatsApp messages rather than just whacking it up on the screen, given that we record <laughs> on Skype. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. Other than the long pauses. And while it annoyed while Ross. If we'd just done it on the Skype, that wouldn't have annoyed Ross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
that is a bonus with just about anything you could ever do. Um, all right, off, off, it's the off season. It's probably we've got the combine going on at the moment, and that's got to be the most boring part of the off season for me. Um, do any of you have anything? I don't mean that the the thing's pointless. Um, it has its purpose, um, but is there anything remotely watchable about it to any of you? My favourite thing about it, and I use the word favourite very loosely, is there's a whole group of Twitter people whose thing is just, we tweet out a player's name and then a series of numbers with no context about what those numbers mean, assuming everyone knows what they mean. And it's like, <clears throat> I can tell nothing from this, so thanks, I guess. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> the thing for me is there's always this thing around the the 40 times and players jumping up draft boards based purely on the ability to run a very very fast 40 when they've been training for it since the end of the college season and it's almost certainly not that representative of what they can do or whether they can even catch a ball well, and... some players refuse to do it as right. well I think they should. I mean, the, the cone drills and things like that, I think you can tell more about a player because you want that fast twitch ability to change direction. 40 times, I feel like if you can't see how fast a player is from their college film, the 40 is not going to help you. I think that the combine serves its purpose, doesn't it? it it's uh, a bit of glitter in the shit that is the off-season. And, <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, I do think that, you know, and I haven't watched college football properly for many, many years. There was a period of time where I was very much into college football. And it is an opportunity for those who were not top stars to showcase their talents, get a bit of airtime, maybe speak to coaches that maybe wouldn't have. Um, so it serves a purpose. It, you know, it's something to see. It's always like you say, you know, we obviously had this boy um, uh, break the... 40 time record with a 4-2 I mean look I, I, I think that's exciting I don't need to shit on that I think that's a that's you know a pretty impressive feat um, but yeah it's not you know there'll be one or two and we'll hear about a combine story if anyone does anything in the season it's uh, you know a bit, bit of razzle dazzle for you know lead up to the draft after after we've had the highlight I was just thinking it's amusing watching all these Twitter talking heads get excited about players that literally it's just based on one stat from a combine thing when actually the most important bits of the combine are player interviews for staff so that they can actually get a feel for what those people are like as human beings, whether they're going to fit in your locker room and all that kind of stuff and all the rumour mill stuff that's going on as well, which, you know, is always entertaining. Yeah, and losing their minds about, oh my God, look how small his hands are. It's like, well, his hands were the same <laughs> size as that when he threw 30 touchdowns and two interceptions and won 11 games last season. So honestly, I think that's probably more important. Yeah. It, it, there's a purpose to it all, and it, it, it needs to be there. I just don't find much of it that interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, it, teams teams are there to do work. The GMs are all in Indianapolis, uh, doing their homework on, on all these guys and that, you know, let them get on with it as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's the classic but... NFL media off-season feeding, feeding frenzy based on anything, even the tiniest little morsel of information they can get their hands on because there's nothing interesting that the fans actually want to know about, so they're just desperate to jump on something. You can't even tamper legally yet, can you? No, so... I don't think so. <laughs> 
speak yeah, well, I mean, speaking of that, I mean that that's that's where things start to get interesting in the off season for me, is free agency and finding out you know, there it, it's just lots of nonsense rumors at the moment. Uh, the biggest story in the NFL this week seems to be, I mean, even that's just a rumor. Um, it's Aaron Bloody Rogers again. Um, where where's he going to oh, end up? Sorry. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's I kind of it. It annoys me that it's all down to him. I'd like, I'd like some of the the teams involved just to say up yours, Aaron. It's kind of it's it's not, it's up to us as well. Um, but there are clearly offers on the table from all these teams. Um, but the rumor is he has definitively narrowed it down to four teams. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. One of which are the Packers, which I'm not. That's probably the only surprise. Um, he will. At be, this point, I think he'll stay there. He may do. He may do. I, it's the Packers, the the Broncos, Steelers, and Titans. I don't think he'll be a Titan, um, but who who knows for sure? Um, I got, would, you'd love him though, right? Well, I, I keep. I, I don't know. It. I can see. You're not going to sit here and tell me you would not take Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I, do that. I think it's a yes. I would. I would love the idea that Aaron Rodgers is a Tennessee Titan. Uh, my concern would be at what cost. Mm. Um, and there, if there are offers on the table that it's not even the Green Bay Packers that are chewing them over, it's Aaron Rodgers that's making a decision. Um, but if there is an offer on the table, I suspect it's for too much based on what might be a year or two of top production. However, it might be that might be enough to get a Super Bowl. Um, However, again, he hasn't managed to get Super Bowl in Green Bay for over ten years, so I'd, I'd have mixed feelings. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I can see, I can see the Steelers, which I hadn't really thought of before. You know, they they have an immediate need and don't have, you know, short of crapshoot in the draft, um, don't have anything else really. Um, the the Broncos again need a quarterback and have a, a decent roster. You know, again. We're talking all teams with with good defenses in 2021, so I can see why he'd he'd line them up. But. The Broncos seems like the most. It's it made the most sense in last off season. It still to me makes the most sense this off season. They they've really not got settled there. They've gone through a series of medium expensive somewhere between backup and journeyman type quarterbacks over the last couple of years and and you know, drafted players who haven't worked out. There's a lot of talent there aside from that and talent that would really benefit from Rogers in that system. Um, and and I, it just, it seems like the obvious place to go and he would be adored there. Even if he only went there for like two or three years, if he had high levels of production, they would absolutely love him. And they have form in taking veteran quarterbacks and winning Super Bowls with them. So they know that flow. Yep. Yeah, I think we I think we touched on that in a previous pod. Uh, you know how what they did with Peyton Manning at the end of his career, um, and he just he just came in and, and and lit it up. And Aaron Rodgers might do, but a part of me wonders like why it hasn't quite worked out at the Packers. Mm. Well, he, he doesn't seem like the easiest guy to get along with, does he? Like, well, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, literally, yeah. it literally comes down to that. I just don't think he's... And he's he's been there a while, you know? I mean, mm. 
He never he, he he does not come across like the type of guy who he doesn't put the organization before himself, does he? He's not a team first type of guy, and that's fine. I, that shouldn't come across as a um, with any connotations. I don't hate that. It's not it's not my flow, but I don't. It is what it is, guy. You know, he he is a special special talent. I do think at the end of the day, though, you have to ask why he's not won a su- more than one Super Bowl. So. To give him the benefit of the doubt, I think it's completely reasonable to think, what am I doing here? Because ultimately, he is considered one of the top, top quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. And if he finishes his career with only one Super Bowl, it, it, it's, it's not good. Big Ben's got two. It's not good enough. Uh, so, Matt you know, Stafford's I... got one. <laughs> Bro, yeah, so, so, so have a lot of people. So has <laughs> got one still. <laughs> I do think there's an element here of I almost think it would be better for both Green Bay and him if they parted ways. There's been so much bad blood now and indecision and, you know, just shit not being quite right there for a long time. And and just, you know, you think if he went to another place, they could, you know, they could really genuinely restart that franchise and look at what they're going to do next. Whereas every year he hangs on is another season of, we've not quite got the same level of talent as we did four or five years ago. We're not being able to surround him with talent because he's too expensive. You know, you get to that point where it's like, you almost just need a reboot. And he's the thing that's in the way of doing that. Cause every, every, one additional year he sticks around. You think that's the one year where maybe it'll happen finally, and it never has. Okay, another another QB who might be on the move. I'd say less likely, um, but there are a few rumors flying around. Again, this is all these are. Uh, but Russell Wilson at Seattle now. Uh, they're they're probably in a state as a team that they need a complete reboot themselves maybe um could should they get maximum value for someone like russell wilson while they still can um the the com the commandos i'm going to keep calling them that um, <laughs> have allegedly put an offer into seattle it's, that's been turned down uh, i imagine you know if, if there's a, a qb that you, know, you you asked me if i'd love rogers at the titans i'd love russell wilson more if i'm honest um, partly his age um but I, yeah, it it seems like another one that you know, it could be it could be down to whatever he wants. You know, a, a very special talent. Um, if I'm the Seahawks, I'd probably push the button. Yeah, it feels like he and the head coach there aren't seeing eye to eye, and when that sort of relationship starts to fall apart, it makes the offense really struggle when you're pulling in different directions. So it does feel like it would be better for all parties to move on, get what you can from that relationship. I just think, and it's a massive shame, right? Because actually what they did was super, super special. And they should, he should have two. Like, there's no two ways about it. He should have two. And I think that, you know, they talk a lot. Russ, over the last two years, has gone through somewhat of a... I guess evolution he, he's, he's doing interviews and he's talking a lot more and he's he, you know there was a lot of talk at the beginning of this season about handing the keys over to Russ obviously Hawks have been a run first team under Pete Carroll forever um, the idea was that it became much more offensive Russ would have much more uh, influence 
but obviously he got hurt. Uh, and then when he came back, didn't quite work out. I, I, I mean, I think anyone with those two massive, uh, you know, potential quarterbacks available, uh, uh, there's a market for them, right? Nobody's going to turn down Russell Wilson. No one's going to turn down Aaron Rodgers. They make your team better. Uh, you know, outside of maybe five, ten teams, those two men make your team better. So it's going to be a, a, a massive market. I'd like Russ to stay as well. I, I mean, I guess it's the British thing. It's not an American thing, but I do. I like I like players who 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 show who who show loyalty. I like an organization showing loyalty too. I don't feel like it. I hate how players sort of have to bear the brunt of that. Like if a player leaves they're disloyal but when the team cuts you then the the team's doing business it pisses Absolutely. me off but I, but I do like I do like players who 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 can hang around and try and make it work at a, at a ball club where they establish a relationship they establish a similar culture they have the same values you know what I'm saying I think that especially in sports yeah the, the problem with the Seahawks is they've just not they've had several years now where they've should have been restocking in the draft and it just doesn't seem like they've managed to you know the the Seahawks winning Super Bowls was all based on the defense and they just haven't restocked that defense with talent and the offensive line hasn't been good there probably in the whole time that Russ has been there but his talent has managed to you know overcome that but they can't even run the ball well now they've they've really struggled on all fronts the last year or two and again it could be one of those if he hangs around too long the relationship gets too strained and you then you sort of feel like you have to keep him because he's so talented, but actually just taking what you're probably going to get three first rounders, two first rounders and a couple of second rounders, something, you know, a lot for him. You should pull the trigger on that. If you're in a Seattle situation, because you're not winning in the next two or three years there. I don't think. Yeah. You've got to redress the damage to yourself with the Jamal Adams trade, really, don't you? Yeah, that is the issue. But it's, I also think Pete Carroll, man, how old is he? That's exactly what I was just going to say. Right. It might it might be time for him. I mean, so, I, I I think he's he's been an exceptional coach for many many years. Proper, proper. But yeah, may, maybe their their reboot is total and needs to be. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see Pete Carroll going anywhere else. He's like well into his seventies, but you know, that's not the Seahawks' fault or the Seahawks' problem. Yeah, they've they've been very loyal to the coaching staff and the front office there, and I think there's an argument that the you know. GM changes should have happened two years ago and haven't. 70. Okay. Yeah, 70. Come on, man. Can't be can't be coaching 25-year-olds at 70 years old. Time to move on, mate. That's, <laughs> that's... I mean, look, Dick LeBeau was a coordinator at 80. Yeah, it's nonsense. Uh, it... Come on. <laughs> Roy Hodgson, what's he doing on the sidelines? Pack <laughs> <laughs> it in. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah, come, come on, Mitch, no what are you still doing on the no, side? Hey, that's hey, hey. Big, big respect to Roy. Um, yeah, big time. Big respect <laughs> to Roy. Hey, Roy, uh, this Muppet ears stole your hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tribute haircut. What are you talking about? No, uh, do you know what? That smacked of his his wife's convinced him to retire. Um, he's He's been kicking about at home a bit. Yeah, get out. She's, she's had enough of him already. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Yeah. Watford needs get someone. Out. See also Neil Warnock. Yes. Um, it makes it all, all, all this kind of high level A plus quality QB um, potential movement makes it a really bad season to be a QB like Kyler Murray throwing your toys out of the pram. 
having not yet really shown out and uh, you put yourself in a really awkward position when there's people ahead of you in the pecking order free agency wise it doesn't help you leverage with your team I've got uh, this Let's... Where do we stand on this? Are we not Adam? You had to like don't want to talk about this. this, this... What Kyle, the Kyler Murray thing? Yeah, I th- yeah. It... I, I I don't know. It's not a good look for the player, and I I suspect he's been advised poorly. Um, but you know the the guy's got the guy's trying to negotiate a deal, um, and he's he's doing that. You you don't you don't air all this stuff in public though. Why? That, that, well, <laughs> you'd like to think you could get it done privately. Why? You... If if you if you go into negotiations with these organisations, you go with all of this goodwill, all of these starry eyed, and there is no balance of power there. Like I've got zero issue with a man saying, look. And you can disagree, right? You, as a fan, that's that. Ultimately, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with your view of it as a fan. Like, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not. Dis, I'm not disagreeing with, like, kind of what he's saying, like per se, or his argument. It's it's the way it all comes across that I don't like, and like the way. It, it, so if you know that your organization has a chance to spin, you go in to sit down into into talks. And they're telling you we're going to offer you X or whatever, keep you on your rookie deal, whatever the case may be. And you're saying, what are you talking about? No, I'm expecting more than that. And you know full well when you come out of that room, that organisation has every chance to say, Kyle is not negotiating well, Kyle wants more, Kyle is greedy, da 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 da. And you've got a chance, a decision to make to. Um... But have, have they said that though? Well, no, but I'm just saying that is a risk that happens. It, do- it, de- it happens to players all the time. Much about the point that I was making in terms of I like a player being loyal, but organisations often aren't loyal to players. It's very rare do you see play uh, organisations give the player the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I, I don't have a. The thing is, ultimately, what he's done is he's controlled the narrative. Said you look before me, you look was you sucked. Now we're we're winning. Now you can, as a fan uh, or a casual viewer, you can take your view on that. You can take a position. You can argue it, whatever. But ultimately, at least he's controlled the words he's put out there, and it's put the organisation in a position where he's thinking, Do you know what? I, I'm backing myself. I know that I can play at this level. You guys hatch your wagon to me, and we'll roll on. And then I've got to be responsible for that. No one's going to forget the fact that I. Uh, issued this statement, I'm going to have to go and show out, or you don't, and I can move on and get on my career. No, I've got no issue with it at all. Has has his play justified the bravado, though? Like, has he done enough on the field? Absolutely. To... Absolutely. Well, you're, uh, that, that franchise was done. Carl, yeah, no, no, no we, sure. I'm just, asking, got... I'm just asking the questions. I think he, in the last couple of years, he's looked... Great. And he's not been great. Fine. But he's how he's very, very early into his career. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I can't, not every rookie QB gets a deal this early. And they've generally got to be pretty special for that to happen. Um I I would I mean, as a Cardinals fan, if if this had spun out that they were doing this a year from now, that wouldn't seem out of whack. I don't I don't know. But 
it's it's a tricky one because you don't you don't want to you, know, you obviously don't want to piss your star quarterback off, um, but equally you don't want to throw a load of money at somebody who might not work out. But That's he wants the thing. Money. Sorry, go on. Rich. That's the thing for me. I think is that he I'm I'm high on Kyler Murray in terms of what I think he can do during his career. I think he's an incredibly talented player and I think he does have a very high ceiling still. I think the issue is that over three years, he's shown huge flashes of, of, of immense talent and then had... So they, 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 yeah, they really tailed off right. this season. He's had those moments of just like going several games where he almost looks like he doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing at this moment in the offense. And I think that's where... If I'm the Cardinals, I've maybe just got a little bit of a pause in terms of we just want to see more from you. We want to see your fourth year. We want to see you make another step forward in progression, but win a why? playoff game. What? So and, okay, cool. But I don't want to do that. I don't right. want to do that. I'm a. I'm, signed, I, I'm looking around. I think I'm. Yeah, a but best. you've got you've got a contract. You've got you've a contract. Got a fully guaranteed contract okay, with cool. a fifth year option. Then so what? There's no there's no reason for the Cardinals to need to. Don't time up. Don't, if, exactly. if, he'd been, don't if he'd been an absolute superstar and you know they they'd gone to nfc championship games gone to super bowl in his first couple of years like someone like russell wilson and and patrick mahomes but he's not quite hit those levels yet and that's where i think there's some hesitation and maybe that bites them in the ass maybe it bites them in the ass because it means that he you know he gets to that, you know, goes into the fifth year option, plays on that fifth year option. They can't get a deal done. He ends up getting franchise tagged for a year and then he goes somewhere else and they end up going back to square one again. And that's definitely possible. But they might also see this as, do we really want to keep this guy around when we don't know for sure that he's really going to hit those heights because he does not times and doesn't at times. You know, it becomes more of a gamble, I think. You know, someone like Mahomes is like, yeah, sure, just get the fucking deal done. Like, See, no one's I, like that. He got the biggest deal ago. in history. That's why right. I get the fucking deal done. <laughs> of course. So this, this, this is it. This is where I'm at. I think a year ago, I wasn't convinced by Kyler. Um, the Cards played the Titans week one, the season we've just had, and absolutely annihilated us, not just on defense, but Kyler Murray lit Nissan Stadium up. Absolutely incredible. And he, he carried that on for half the season. And then he just sort of fell away again, and just just when I'm starting to think, you know what, this this guy's this guy's got everything. This guy's going to be absolutely incredible. And if he'd carried that form on, I'd have no issue with this at all. And the Cardinals are probably given that deal. That's that's where I, I just think there are not all the boxes are quite ticked. I do think that it's not a good look having them extend Kingsbury when I think Kingsbury is part of the problem Definitely. and not extend oh, yeah, I Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a good look. I think Especially if you're going when to extend one, agent. extend both. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, one other little observation from that statement is now I'm just I'm interested in all three of you's views on this. Now, I don't know that he's done enough to quite warrant having this, but He's got a logo made up of his initials. Um, it's a classic American sports personality branding thing that someone will have suggested he has to do to make his, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's stupid, but I think a lot of American sports things are stupid. So I, I don't think it's out of place, if that makes right. sense. 
Tiger Woods and that TW logo on his golf caps for years, like you've you've justified it. You've justified it. You've won all these these tournaments. You've won majors. You're the biggest name in your sport. Even Roger Federer, I can. I mean, I'm a. I have a irrational hatred of Roger Federer's Roger Federer's smugness, and it comes out through his stupid RF on his on all his stuff. Kyler Murray, I'm not no no. You're but not. why? I don't understand why we have a problem with these players taking their futures into their own hands. Like that, you get you get the NFL basically for this year and last year for six months made Kyler Murray the the face of the NFL. There, he was on every single highlight package, he was on every single reel, and he would have made not a penny. If he goes across in the next two years and dominates, NFL become more and more popular, much more widespread, loads of highlights everywhere, this unbelievable talent, and it makes no difference to Kyler. I, I think this is exactly what you want to see young players do. Get, get out early, establish your brand early. It doesn't mean that you don't have to perform. No one's going to give a shit if you've got a logo and you're, and you're throwing 25 picks a, a season. No one's going to care. Do you know what I'm saying? But I've got no issue with you taking responsibility, be really clear about what you're trying to achieve. Uh, and, and, and like I say, ultimately, you move on from him then. Don't back him. Make him sit on the bench, keep him on his rookie deal and see what happens. Like I, I Back yourself. You, you've got to make the money when the money's there and too often for the NFL you only really make your money on that last deal we have this going you know head bowed hands out hoping that these owners give you a shot and you want to latch on at a team and uh, and, and, and and take less than your worth for stability Dennis Rodman talks about it uh, in that Michael Jordan doc I just I think it's brave I think you back yourself and you shouldn't have to wait till your last deal to get paid. It was two things that stood out to me. And that was um, the statement felt like it kind of contradicted itself to an extent. So it started off with, I've done this to improve the franchise. This is why you should pay me all the money. But then the second half said, and pay me all the money is what will guarantee this organisation the success going forward. You know, what gives it the best chance of success going forward? I don't think that's true. Right, you're better off spreading that money around a really good roster around Kyler Murray to help take the team forward in the short term to maximise your chance of success. So, so maybe we, pay... we had a, I think we had a WhatsApp debate about this a couple of weeks ago, and this is where the CBA rookie deal or the last the last CBA got done, and it didn't quite get like I, I get what they're trying to do, like stop like reduce like awful terrible overpaid rookies and that that was a problem uh, but i think they've kind of gone too far the other way so most players come into the league have even if you're a first round pick even if you're a top pick overall like kyler you've got a fairly average size contract by career standards um, the next deal you get will be where you make your money and um, i i look at uh, tom brady as much as i hate to praise the guy um he just accepted like he obviously is good enough and, you know there aren't many players that can get away with doing this but he said to himself right i don't care how much money i make playing for the pats i will sacrifice my salary to get a better roster around me and get more success and get more super bowls now he's 
the minority in this. Of course he is, because there aren't many <laughs> there aren't many as good as Tom Brady for starters. Um, but for a lot of players, it will just it won't work and it will backfire. But you know, it, it's but that's that's not like for like that's no no no. But if if what Pat's saying is you know, if if Kyler Murray's going to bring the Cardinals a load of success, he's literally hampering them by having that huge contract tied around their neck like a exactly. noose. You can't say the uh, best way for and this. It's not. It's not his fault. It's not. The, it's not the organization's fault because because of the weighting of these contracts and the the current CBA, it means that you know, every, every team's got this this issue to deal with, and you you have you give the you give the guy the big contract. It makes it so much harder than it was when they won that rookie deal. Look at Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Exactly the same thing. So there's two there's two things here. The first one is I completely agree with that. And part of what you're trying to achieve by taking a, a rookie QB is to be able to surround them with huge amounts of talent and try and have a roster that's 10% better than every other roster that has a veteran QB. The, the, the thing about this is, do you want to get paid now and guarantee that you've got that chunk of money? Or do you want to try and raise your value even more? Because a Kyler Murray that this, if he plays on a rookie deal for one more year, and they put the talent around him and the coaching goes better than it has done in the past and they make it to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, that version of Kyler Murray gets paid a lot more than the deal that he gets if he takes a deal in this offseason. And yep. the problem with that is that you're playing football, so you might get injured and never play again during this season. Yeah. Like, it's that's the balance that you're trying to weigh up here. Exactly. Or you, 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 get, you get injured, you, you come back, not not as good for the first couple of months, and there's another option. Football moves so so quickly. I, I listen. Get the money while you can get it. I've got no issue with it. And Cardinals, he's not forcing anyone. He's not. It's not. A, no, he's not no, holding anyone ransom. Keep him on his keep him on his rookie deal if you want. No problems. That's it is what it is. He will suffer the consequences. I it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to look at it from now on, isn't it? Like. There's going to be a winner and loser here. We just don't know which which way around it is yet. Cards pay the money. Pay the money. Get him locked down. Let the man not have to worry about his future so he can commit to being the best player he can be and taking that franchise to the Super Bowl. Well, you otherwise, you risk ending up in the Kirk Cousins-Washington situation where it just drags on of a player being played, being put on the franchise tag when he doesn't really want to be there, but you've got no better options. And what will be interesting this offseason, we've talked about Rogers, Wilson and and Kyler Murray, is if none of them move, what are the options on the table for teams in terms of, of other options? There's not a lot of quality veteran free agents and all, all the guys we've mentioned you'd have to trade for. It's going to be an interesting one. Mitch there are never enough, never enough elite quarterbacks to go around. This isn't a new thing. Um, a bit, bit of light relief on someone who certainly doesn't fall into that category. Um, Daniel Jones at the oh, Giants. Yeah. Now, th- this is this is apropos of nothing, but it just amused me. There's a, I'm not even going to name them all. I do have it in front of me, um, but it's. I, I assume it's like a, not necessarily a beat writer, but somebody to, that's covering the Giants has come out with this tweet. Now, <laughs> out of these four backup QBs, which one would you choose? Like it's saying, right, we, we need a new backup for Daniel Jones. That This is a narrative here. 
and he's literally in my eyes listed four guys who are better than Daniel Jones. So here, here, this is the tweet. Mitchell Trubisky, a lot of attention, maybe pricey. Marcus Mariota, similar to Daniel Jones's skill set. Ryan Fitzpatrick, solid backup who can win games. Tyrod Taylor, injury prone, but solid when called on. Um, they are four guys who would literally improve them at quarterback. Tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it's like the arrogance of the team or the guy spreading to its its media and fans. It's very odd. It would be interesting watching Mitch Trubisky versus uh, Daniel Jones in camp as a QB battle. <laughs> <laughs> There's no happy fans there. It, I mean, it, it's embarrassing. I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. that for, for every, everybody concerned. It's um, the classic example of doubling down on your mediocre big white quarterback. And, you know, mm-hmm. as a team who's dropped a lot of money on Blake Bortles and a lot of money <laughs> on Nick Foles, I can, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with this scenario. Make him play running back. Well, I mean, we see what he could do once he's in the clear. Make him play running back. Once once he's got that end zone in front of him, there's no stopping him. <laughs> uh, um, any any other talky points? Anything that's caught anybody's eye? Um, Jets in... have take, uh, taken up uh, Quinn and Williams's fifth year option. I'm very pleased about that. I think he's going to be a top top player. People are a bit down on him at the moment, and uh, I, I mean What's he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't reached the heights. You know, the first two years he was a game wrecker, um, but he's had some injuries to deal with. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think he's an absolute no-brainer. I think he's going to be he is going to be one of the he's a he's a solid solid player. But I think he's going to be a top 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 uh, interior lineman at some you, point. Locking based down. on the conversation we've just had, do you think the Jets will will pay him big in? A year thought, from now, I've, I've, I feel that he's going to be in a great position to negotiate. <laughs> if he was to, if he was wanted to bring that uh, forward, um, I I wouldn't have any issue with it. However, I think he'll struggle to get anyone to pay him ten million, whatever he's due, twelve million next year, which is what he'll get from the Jets. This this is one of those things that so not saddens me. That's maybe that's an exaggeration, but with. Yeah, what we were just saying about these these second contracts um, and more players move teams because of it, and I do sometimes think that's a shame. I love a bit of loyalty, you know, especially if you if you're a, a big name player in the NFL or or even just kind of a second not a second string sort of guy, just sort of someone who's loved loved by a fan base. Uh, but actually, the best way of maximizing what you earn in the NFL is probably to move at that point of your career and it's it's a shame but it is what that's it is. what i'm saying you want players to show this level of loyalty but organizations don't yeah they yeah no, that's business. fair they go with the business yeah and cont- continuity of your playing roster makes it easier to be a fan right if you've had players on your roster for five ten years you yeah. build up that level of wanting them to succeed and when you're churning in a brand new bunch of players every year yeah i'm a fan but like this guy i don't know him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, somebody's. Yeah, particularly yeah, some, some, particularly a, a guy coming in on a one-year prove-it deal, who then proves it and goes somewhere else to get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we've we've chatted for nearly an hour. Which what? I know. There's been no football for six weeks. 
<laughs> uh, we certainly haven't talked about any actual football. Um, there's there's going to be the it's I nearly called it the XFL. It's not what is it called? USFL. USFL. Thank you, Pat. Is that, is that the um, rock thing? No, that's the XFL. Okay. Um, that's and it, it they've done a draft. Um, I think there are only six teams. Is that right? Or it might be eight. Um, but that's enough. And there, there's the odd, there's the odd name that we recognise um, appearing in there. But there's a lot, largely players who are just kind of trying to get a break. Um, whether it goes the whole hog and the season actually finishes, we will see. Um, but it, it seems it's something to watch in the off season. Um, I don't. I mean, I might watch a little bit of it. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. Um, there you go. That's. I, I, don't, I don't actually have a problem with like other leagues, feeder leagues, bit of stuff in the downtime in the off season. I've got no. I've got no issue with no, it. No, 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 no. I don't at all. The, the problem we have is for those of us who have watched football for a little while is that these leagues have just folded so many times you don't mm. even bother getting invested in it. Like, the, the um, NFL Europe was a thing that if you cared about the NFL at that time, you did get yourself invested, particularly at the time when, you know, the London Monarchs were actually on telly and shit, like an actual team. Um, but the way you see these little leagues fold um, and literally for a, last the season, I don't think any of them last longer yeah, I can't think yeah. of any that's lasted more than a year so um, but I am I am for more football and m- manageable eight teams is fine I've got no no issue with that no yeah absolutely less is more and it, it if it's done if it yeah if it stays and it's consistent the it will improve the NFL it will be exactly it, yeah, it gives it gives players that stepping stone and it might be a better audition than the combine or colleges for some of them especially if they've tried once and it hasn't quite worked out. It's a nice shot window and people will watch. But you've got to wonder as well, there's, you know, we'll watch British football and you see players who don't really do much until they hit the mid twenties. And then all of a sudden something clicks and they become, they step up, they become a better player. They move from, you know, from the championship team to a premier league team and at 27 28 suddenly explode on on the scene and there's no way for an american football player who maybe isn't quite hitting his talent in the early 20s but suddenly something could click for them at 26 27 to then get a shot to play for maybe five ten years and you always think that these these feeder leagues if they could just keep them going would be that development ground where someone could play you know get the you know some of them it's a maturity thing some of them it's a skill set thing there's there's always going to be those players that mature later on um the one thing that i don't get about this league and and a lot of these feeder leagues is they almost always seem to play in cities that already have NFL teams. And you think there's all these cities <laughs> mm. that would love to have like a regular professional football team that, you know, you probably get 15,000 people in a stadium coming to go and see that game. But instead they're, you know, they're putting teams up in, in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. I, I see the Birmingham one. That's mm. great because Alabama's, you know, loves its football. And so putting a a team there makes absolute sense. But, you know, you think if you put one in San Diego, maybe you get a fan base there that would, that would rally around it, having missed out on, on especially teams that have had. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Maybe it's a bit of nervousness 
um, don't they don't know what a new market would be like, but they know that there are fans of football in Philadelphia. I, but mm. yeah, I agree. It would be it'd be better to see somewhere somewhere different get one. There's yeah. slightly more reason to believe that these might stick a little bit better because the USFL is strongly partnered with Fox, which means it'll get good TV exposure with high level commentary teams and stuff like that, and that helps sell the game. Although it is all taking place in one city, which means the um, might be challenging to to get those local support up there when they're not having any games in their local area. Oh, is that right? Really? What's... Yeah, all the games are in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Okay. So much I've looked into this, as you can tell. <laughs> and then the XFL announced that they were partnering with the NFL to be almost like a rules testing area to test new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that and that suggests that they'll get a bit of funding behind them when they start back up again, which gives them a bit more of a chance to take hold. And I think you're right. There's a, a vacuum in terms of feeder league type things that a lot of the other American sports have. And certainly we see the importance of in um, association football here. So it can only yeah. benefit the game, I think. Yeah, you look at baseball with the, the what is it, double A AA and triple A teams that every team has this ladder of, three or four minor league teams that they can then bring players through and advance them until they're ready for the major leagues. Same and as the basketball. NFL needs that. Mm-hmm. The problem, but the problem, the difference of what the NFL's always had, or it's been up against is the fact that you can't expect a player to play more than 20 games a year of any format or they'd be dead. Yeah. You know, it's someone trying to make their way in a minor league. You can play as much as you like. If you're, you're swinging your bat or you, you know, you no, you're right. basketball into a, into a no, hoop. You're 100% you know. right. You're 100% right. That's, that's why we that's... just need 17 fucking games. Quite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. We're, it's a bunch of grumpy old men probably got as far <laughs> as we can. Should we, should we do some, any other business? It's been a month or so. Um, it's, well, we I don't think any of us are going to talk about it. It's the the world's got some issues at the moment. Um, hopefully, we've got some more light-hearted issues that we can talk about. Uh, Rich, what have you got? Yeah, first off, I have to uh, thank a man who couldn't be bothered to turn up today. Uh, Mark drove well over four <laughs> hours to yours and back from uh, from Swindon, and it was really shitty weather. So thanks for doing that, mate, and for continuing to remain cheerful in in the face of my inane chat. Um, How big's your roast bloody dinner, by the way? <laughs> it's still not arrived, I bet. Um, uh, yeah, fuck on a... Mark and take his cock out of your mouth. Wow, <laughs> brutal. Um, and the on a on a sad note, uh, a podcast that has been running for 10 years better rivals it's a 49ers podcast i've really enjoyed it's helped me understand the game better it's helped me engage with you know the schemes that are being run the way that various different coaches have approached the game within the 49ers uh oscar and david have been brilliant at doing that over the years uh they've both got young families they've both decided that what they'd really like to do is to just watch and enjoy the games and not have to decipher and, and break everything down so um, I mean, they so, won't listen to this, but selfish. yeah, thanks, mm. thanks to them for an incredible Lazy. <laughs> ten years of. They do a lot more research than we do. Um, <laughs> that could be any <laughs> amount of research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, and I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but but they they've been absolutely brilliant, and 
yeah, I'll be saddened, and I genuinely have no idea what 49ers podcast to listen to now uh, that they that they'll be gone uh, for next season onwards. Start your own. Can, can I go next <laughs> then? Because I segue nicely from that. Yeah. Um, there's a podcast called The Big Cat Chat, which obviously started off well, not obviously, but started off just as a Jags focused chat, and they're expanding out to college football and NFL in general. Uh, it's run by Josiah and Sean, and hopefully Brian will come back at some point. But they provide pretty good insight, I think, and uh, might fill up some of the void left behind by uh, what Rich was listening to before. So, yeah, check those guys out. I'll um, retweet the uh, pod link out with the, uh, with an app to them. I've been moonlighting on a Stevenage Borough, Stevenage FC, depending on your uh, era podcast. Whether you acknowledge the removal of the borough from their name or not. <laughs> We're still technically called the borough, so I think both are right. But anyway, that's been very grumpy for the first three episodes because we've been pretty crap. But I've been trying to provide the. I thought you. I thought you. I literally thought you were going to say because Nate's doing it. <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> I've been trying to provide the voice of optimism in the face of a lot of things not to be optimistic about, but, you know, I do what I can. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, check us out. But that's very, very niche, even by our standards. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. People of Twitter, I don't care about your fantasy football trades. Keep them to yourself. (laughs) In any fantasy sport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, Wordles. No, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, Craig, any other business? So last year I was uh, 35. Humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) Old as shit and still younger than all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's like the only environment that I'm in or one of the few environments in where I get to do that. Um, Pat might might be younger than you. You're not younger than me, are you, Pat? I am 40 this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're all old as shit. Um, so last year we was in um, uh, Portobello Roadway. I'm from West London. Shout out West London. And uh, what? Uh, basically, around that part of West London, when I was growing up, there always used to be record shops. Is a area in which big uh trojan records massive well not massive but big london record uh labels were based out of that part of west london went for my birthday not a single record shop open um i couldn't believe it could not believe you walk around west london there's no record shops couldn't anyway that's a bit of a side note what i did find though when a door closes a window opens and there was a very very sick comic book shop Found, uh, I think I, I talked about the um, a book that I was reading called The Sea Rises, The Glass Breaks. There's like a trilogy. I think I've done that in my <clears throat> any other business before. The third one's coming out in the next couple of weeks, FYI. Um, but in that, in that store, I started p- collecting comics again. When I was really, when I was younger, I started collecting comics like as a child. And um, bottom line is, I couldn't afford to actually collect them, right? My mum wouldn't take me. I won't get money every week to go and buy comics. That's what she's like. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where's your money? <laughs> so it was just not something that was massively attainable to me as a child. But um, I, I was a comic book fan, big on X-Men, big on Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. My favourite was Silver Surfer. So since last year, I've been collecting comics. 
uh, and loving it. Really, really enjoying it. It's reasonably like it could be really expensive. I do. I'm. I like collecting shit anyway. I like trainers. I like clothes or whatever. Um, but it could be really expensive, but it isn't. I'm. I'm really enjoying seeing shit because I'm not doing it like people collect. Don't firstly, if you collect anything, I collect trainers, collect watches, collect clothes. Don't collect stuff thinking that you're gonna make money. Like you should just do it because you enjoy it. You like it. It means something to you. Speaks to you, whatever. And it's just so cool, literally picking up comics because you like the drawings or you remember the story. And this weekend, I managed to pick up a first issue, uh, a seventy-fifth anniversary one. I'm. I'm basically collecting as much Silver Surfer as I can, because comics is a really difficult thing to to get into. It's so vast. So I'm sticking with something that I know I love, want to get as many of the stories as I can. Uh, and yeah, loving it. So um, if uh, I guess the any of businesses, if you are or have been at any one time a bit of a nerd and like shit like that, <laughs> comics has been really enjoyable experience to find stuff hunt shit down try and find stuff that oh yeah i want that like i found a first issue with a specific character in the front shit like that it's cool and you can do it reasonably inexpensive so shout out to reliving comics i feel like you should name the comic book store in west london and give them a shout out i'm really sorry I've, you wouldn't believe i've literally messaged so it's a pop-up he's brand new and there was no sign on the front and um, i've just messaged my pal to say do you know, then because me and my pal went over the weekend, did, did you catch the name of the store? And he said he didn't. But I will go there again. I've already told, like, man said he's got, you showed me the back. This is brilliant. That's what I'm saying. I'm so happy. You showed me the back. I was so gassed coming out of it. Show me the, in the back room. And he was like, because my wife went last week. That's how I knew it was there. And he was like, uh, he showed me in the back. And he's like, um, 120 boxes, just shitloads of boxes. Like, in one of them, there's all surfer. But I don't know which one. So when I come back, you come back next. I will make sure that's somewhere accessible for you to have a look through. So I will, I'll shout them out on the next pod. But yeah, it's sick. And uh, yeah, shout out comics. Until until you get the actual details, it's comic comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's in my head right now. Yeah, and you won't know until August because that'll be the next time we record. <laughs> yeah, don't don't commit to anything. <laughs> Um, uh, my man said sum up comics is what came up on his payments sum up comics so sum up is the name of a payment processing service <laughs> <laughs> so, so not much to go up, on shout, no. shout out sum up their payment process is really smooth and, and really easy to use particularly if you've got a pop-up comic store <laughs> um, yeah someone's quickly registering the, the business sum up comics um, but... <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. I, I've, uh, yeah, also, as I said, all sorts of sh- shit going on in the world. Um, I, I want to talk just, this is, this is just nothing, pointless. Um, I was driving the other night near me and I was like, oh, there's a bus coming towards me going the other way. Think nothing of it. The road's wide enough. And then realized that the bus is going in the same direction as me and they've changed the, new-ish buses and they've changed the design to have the back have the number and the destination of where the bus is going like firstly who if you're getting the number of the destination of where a bus is going and you're looking at the bus's back you've missed it <laughs> um and secondly it was like it threw like a sense of perception away completely it just didn't it didn't look right like it was having 
but you've got your headlights and the red rear lights the wrong way around on this vehicle and it just looked all wrong on the road um there, there's i mean i've done some pointless any other businesses in my time um but mm-hmm. that that is it um and it's like somebody's designed this thing and not thought it through like what what's the purpose of that other I mean, than confusing drivers when you come out of a bus station as a passenger and the buses are parked facing away from you ready to leave the area it's helpful to have the destination written on the back so you can see which bus you need to head towards uh, you found a reason so thank you for that it's <laughs> um, all right i'm i'm enjoying the fact that we've ended the season on a classic adam hates change aib <laughs> just summed it up really i do uh, uh shout out cosmic collectibles I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Com- Cosmic Collectibles in Sutton, currently at the top of the St. Nicholas Centre. Blah, blah. There you go. <laughs> Sum up comics. Um... <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, nice to chat to you. Yeah. We, we, we never do it enough in the off-season uh, because it's like without the sense of urgency, we just can't all get to that. We're doing this on a Sunday night. We've never done this on a Sunday night. Uh, but yeah, it's been good and yeah, for sure. always always enjoy it and it's like having time to just discuss something as well without like oh shit there's eight other games that we were going to talk about but it's good yeah um, i'd rather talk about comics no i wouldn't uh <laughs> off, 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 off season no rules in it i like that i like that <laughs> yeah so, yeah no i mean we don't have rules ever really we should have in fact we we kind of do we have a formula we should be we should in the rules, I think, generally, even during the season, maybe. Who knows? I've waffled off in waffled on enough. Um, it's been good. I'm not gonna commit to when we'll do it next because mm. nobody has got a clue. Um, but go well in the meantime. Yes. For now. mention it at least a little bit but no it's like a game happened everyone's talked about it already fuck it i genuinely was going to struggle to remember uh, what was this i don't what was the margin of victory i mean i know the rams won (laughs) it took a hell of a lot of uh self-restraint and willpower to not get drawn in to the matt stafford jibes so (laughs) recognize that